Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Sporland HVACR podcast. Can't believe summer's coming to a close. It's still hot in Florida. School's going back in session. And I wanted to touch on the last month that I've had. And really, I've been working a lot with supermarkets. I've been on site for service calls. I've been on site for case changeouts. And I wanted to touch on one of the product lines that we have, which is our electronic controllers. Our electronic controller product line has a pretty big span on what they can do. Our most basic controller is the PSK controller. And that's going to be good for smaller walk-ins, self-contained units like a retail beverage cooler, and even some low-temp walk-ins up to two-horsepower compressors. And our PSK controllers are a digital display. So if you have been into an ice cream shop and they have a region for their ice cream cakes and there's a digital readout that shows what the temperature is, that could be one of our PSK controllers. Now I say this is our most basic because the entry level model, if you will, of the PSK controller simply turns on the compressor, it can turn off the compressor, and it can also put the case or cabinet into a defrost and a time off defrost, not necessarily electric or hot gas. And these are programmable. You will program your off set point, your on set point, as well as your defrost schedule. So how often and how long you want this system to be in defrost. And what's nice about the PSK is it is all programmed right there at the digital display. You don't have to plug this into a computer or a BAS to program this. Now as cases and refrigerated cabinets get more sophisticated, our PSK controllers do get a little bit more sophisticated at the top of the line, as I'll call it, we have up to four inputs. So that could be temperature sensors, could be a door switch, or it could be multi-purpose, like a condenser overheat sensor, or if you want to use this to synchronize defrost between several cases. These higher-end PSK controllers also have several outputs. So it not only controls the compressor, it can control your evaporator fans, a defrost solenoid valve, and again, another multi-purpose if you want to use that output to send to another controller, again, to synchronize defrost. And so now, with the added inputs and outputs, this controller becomes a little bit more sophisticated. And now, with the added inputs and outputs, we also have more programming available. These more sophisticated controllers now not only have the ability to just turn on and off the compressor, they are controlling our lighting. They can now control fans, and that could be, does the fan come on at a certain time after defrost? Does it stay on during defrost? We can activate a solenoid valve, which will put the system into a hot gas defrost. And there's also smarts built into these controllers we can set up a scheme to protect our compressors. So we can schedule the compressors to stay on for a certain amount of time before turning off, and vice versa. They can stay off for an extended amount of time before turning on.
that can be really beneficial if you find your system short cycling. It can keep the compressor running if you find that your temperature probe has failed. And an easy way to know that is these controllers do have alarms. So you can cycle through the display and see what has faulted. So it helps with the diagnostics of your system. Now the downfall of this controller is it cannot control some of the important factors like your pressure and your superheat because these controllers do not operate electronic valves. Now to combat that we have our Kelvin 2 series and these are standalone valve controllers. If you're unfamiliar with the Kelvin 2 product line, there's a lot of flexibility. We have a standalone controller that will look at superheat. So this will control one electronic expansion valve. It'll need a pressure transducer and a temperature thermistor. And by calculating superheat, it will adjust that electronic stepper valve. We have a subcool controller. So that could be used to control subcooling at your rack. We have a standalone temperature controller. Now this would be used to control a CDS or an EEPR, an electronic evaporator pressure regulator. Again, to maintain the discharge air temperature of a refrigerated space, a refrigerated case. We have a pressure controller. So this would also be used to control a CDS if you wanted to maintain a pressure, like say for head pressure control, that's what this would be used for. And we also have some other controllers, one for chiller applications and also for secondary fluids like glycol systems. And I'm gonna do a follow-up episode where we talk about more of the benefits and advantages of using a standalone valve controller. Now this is something we've seen a resurgence on. Some supermarkets are looking at these, especially for drop-in replacements. If they want to go from a mechanical valve to an electronic, this would be an easy way to retrofit a system to do so. One product that we've released in the past couple years is a new standalone case controller, which is a blend of both our PSK controllers as well as our Kelvin 2 controllers and a lot of extra features. So this is a true standalone case controller. Without being controlled by a BAS, it will maintain the important factors that we're looking for at a case. The discharge air temperature, superheat, it has the relays to control your evaporator fans, your lighting, and defrost if you want it to be electric, hot gas, or just off time. Some of the great features of the S3C is for one, it's Bluetooth controlled. You can sync this up to your cell phone, you can look at all the parameters, and you can trend data. You can save up to five days worth of data to see how the case has been performing. This is also great for techs who are doing work and need to have a proof of work. And based on the way it's programmed, there can be some changes made on the app itself. So for instance, you can force the case into a defrost, you can force the electronic expansion valve or the electronic evaporator pressure regulator open or closed. Because the fans and lighting are landed on the controller itself, we can monitor the current so we can see if an evaporator fan is about to fail as well as the lighting. 
So now it becomes more predictive maintenance rather than responsive maintenance. Like the PSK controllers, some of the programming can also be changed at the display itself if you don't have your phone handy. Like the Kelvin 2, valves can be controlled based on different parameters if you want the controller to look at discharge air temperature, subcooling, superheat, you can adjust all of that. And these still have the ability to be controlled by a BAS system, whether you use your BAS just to signal alarms for monitoring, or if you want your BAS to control the actual scheme of refrigeration. And one of the great things we made is a walk-in cooler control panel. So the panel comes pre-built with the controller. It has terminal blocks for easy wiring. It'll already have your power supply, your contactors, your relays for fans and lighting, as well as pre-wired to the display. And this provides for a really easy retrofit and change out for a walk-in cooler. Now, like the Kelvin 2, we'll do a more detailed podcast on the S3C controller. Uh, this one today, we wanted to go over the basics and the product offering that we have from as simple as the PSK up to our valve controllers, the Kelvin 2s, and then our S3C controllers. Now, if you have any follow-up, feel free to drop it on our Facebook page. You can just search Sporlin. You can also check out Sporlin.com for all of the literature behind the PSK, the Kelvin 2s, and the S3Cs. And I also want to point out that we are doing a promotion for our 85th anniversary. So post some pictures on Facebook and Twitter of some old Sporlin product that you've run into in the field and use hashtag Sporlin85 and you may be getting one of our pub glasses. Thank you again for your time. Have a great one.